surgeons are allowed more mistakes than hair colorists. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying that what I do is brain surgery or in any way important. Between you and me, it's just hair. But a certain kind of woman cares about her hair a lot. Anyway, that crisis was averted. Out of the corner of my eye, I watched Tiffany dump the bleach and mix Mrs. H's color. She had been out late the night before. It was one of the assistant's birthdays, and they'd gone club hopping. I could see her hand shaking as she opened one of Mrs. H's foils. I made a mental note to talk to her. She was younger than me, and I could see all the pitfalls, the mess her life was going to be if she wasn't careful. Assistants came and assistants went. I mean, the pressure was on, and they made, like, no money. They lived on their tips, sometimes for years, hoping and praying that one day they'd hear that magic word, promotion. It was hard. All any of them dreamed of was one day having their name printed on a Jean-Luc announcement and placed by the vase of Frisia by the front desk. We are pleased to announce that, insert name here, has been promoted to junior stylist. I should know. I had been one of those lowly assistants myself. Sorry, Georgia, Tiff whispered over Mrs. H's head. Not that Mrs. H would have noticed. She was deep into the latest issue of British Vogue. I peered over her shoulder and saw that she was reading about the new generation of skin creams. No problem, I said. No, it wasn't easy, being an assistant. Especially being an assistant at Jean-Luc, the salon of the moment, the epicenter of beautification for all Manhattan women, or really, all women of the tri-state area. Come to think of it, geography was meaningless to the Jean-Luc customer. Dozens of women flew to New York for the sole purpose of having Jean-Luc himself rake his elegant hands through their hair and pronounce, This isn't working for me. It is too... Fill in the adjective. Fluffy. How you say, uh, shaggy. You are a beautiful woman. Beautiful. And with a blandishment of his famous scissors, a toss of his own long, dark mane. And now, we will create a new you. Yes? I had three clients waiting on the banquette in their burgundy robes. Burgundy for color, taupe for cuts and styling. And two others who had just checked in and were getting changed. Jean-Luc had instructed the front desk to book clients for me every 15 minutes. And even by mid-morning, there was a bottleneck of waiting ladies. Ladies who weren't used to being kept waiting, but nonetheless waited. Patiently. Sometimes for hours. Somewhere in the rules of etiquette, it was written that one never, ever got huffy with one's colorist or stylist. Doctors, lawyers, accountants, stockbrokers could all be yelled at and easily replaced. But we at Jean-Luc were golden. They needed us. Mrs. H's formula, and Mrs. P's, and Mrs. B's, and Mrs. A's on the banquette, was my little secret, locked in my file box a small metal box where every single client's formula was recorded on index cards. What each of them would have done for their formula? They would have gone six months without Botox, a year without self-tanner. Please, Georgia, they'd beg. I'm going to be in Aspen all month. What will I do? And part of me was tempted to give it to them. It didn't matter, really. I mean, I could write down their formula, but the minute they gave it to some Colorado hairdresser, it would just turn to shit. It was how the formula was applied that made all the difference. I saw Mrs. P. on the banquette check her gold Cartier watch. She definitely didn't have the primo appointment of the day.
That would have been more like four o'clock. That way, there would have been plenty of time for all those beautifying but hair-mussing treatments. The Tracy Martin Electrical Current Facial, a salt scrub at Bliss, and then a massage from the Divine Rebecca at Georgette Klinger. And then, after the oils and the electrical currents, the blow-dry. Let me give you an idea of the perfect pre-charity ball day in the life of a Jean-Luc woman. For argument's sake, let's make her one of the youngish ones, who lives in a 12-room apartment on East 70-something Street. First, she would require a very strong cup of espresso at Via Quadrono, the cafe on East 75th that feels like a quick trip to Milan. This, of course, after dropping the children off at All Souls Preschool or the 92nd Street Y. This drop-off is, in equal parts, guilt-induced, the nanny does everything else for the rest of the day, and an important social networking opportunity.